Majjhima Nikaya, number 78, Samana Mundika Suttang, Mundika the Contemplative, translated from the Pali by Tanisaro Bhikkhu. I have heard that on one occasion the Blessed One was staying near Savati in Jeta's Grove, Anathapindika's monastery. Now on that occasion, Uggahamana, a follower of Mundika the Contemplative, together with a large following of about 500 wanderers, had taken up residence in the debating hall near the Tinduka tree in the single pavilion park of Queen Malika. Then Panchakanga, the carpenter left Savati in the middle of the day to see the Blessed One, but the thought occurred to him, Now is not the right time to see the Blessed One, for he is in seclusion, and it is not the right time to see the mind-developing monks, for they too are in seclusion. Why don't I go to the debating hall near the Tinduka tree in the single pavilion park of Queen Malika to see Uggahamana, a follower of Mundika the Contemplative. So he headed to the debating hall near the Tinduka tree in the single pavilion park of Queen Malika. Now on that occasion, Uggahamana was sitting with his large following of wanderers, all making a great noise and racket, discussing many kinds of bestial topics of conversation. Conversation about kings, robbers, and ministers of state, armies, alarms, and battles, food and drink, clothing, furniture, garlands, and scents, relatives, vehicles, villages, towns, cities, the countryside, women and heroes, the gossip of the street, and the well, tales of the dead, tales of diversity, the creation of the world and of the sea, talk of whether things exist or not. Then Uggahamana saw Panchakanga, the carpenter, coming from afar, and, on seeing him, hushed his following. Be quiet, good sirs. Don't make any noise. Here comes Panchakanga, the carpenter, a disciple of Gotama, the contemplative. He is one of those disciples of Gotama, the contemplative, clad in white, who lives in Savati. These people are fond of quietude, trained in quietude, and speak in praise of quietude. Maybe, if he perceives our group as quiet, he will consider it worth his while to come our way. So the wanderers fell silent. Then Panchakanga went to Uggahamana, and, on arrival, greeted him courteously. 
After an exchange of friendly greetings and courtesies, he sat down to one side. As he was sitting there, Uggahamana said to him, I describe an individual endowed with four qualities as being consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. Which four? There is the case where he does no evil action with his body, speaks no evil speech, resolves on no evil resolve, and maintains himself with no evil means of livelihood. An individual endowed with these four qualities I describe as being consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. Then Panchakanga neither delighted in Uggahamana's words, nor did he scorn them. Expressing neither delight nor scorn, he got up from his seat and left, thinking, I will learn the meaning of this statement in the Blessed One's presence. Then he went to the Blessed One, and, on arrival, after bowing down to him, sat to one side. As he was sitting there, he told the Blessed One the entire conversation he had with Uggahamana. When this was said, the Blessed One said to Panchakanga, In that case, carpenter, then according to Uggahamana's words, a stupid baby boy lying on its back is consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. For even the thought, body, does not occur to a stupid baby boy lying on its back. So from where would it do any evil action with its body, aside from a little kicking? Even the thought, speech, does not occur to it. So from where would it speak any evil speech, aside from a little crying? Even the thought, resolve, does not occur to it. So from where would it resolve on any evil resolve, aside from a little bad temper? Even the thought, livelihood, does not occur to it. So from where would it maintain itself with any evil means of livelihood, aside from its mother's milk? So, according to Uggahamana's words, a stupid baby boy lying on its back is consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. If an individual is endowed with these four qualities, I do not describe him as consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. Rather, he stands on the same level as a stupid baby boy 
lying on its back. Which for? There is the case where he does no evil action with his body, speaks no evil speech, resolves on no evil resolve, and maintains himself with no evil means of livelihood. If an individual is endowed with these four qualities, I do not describe him as consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, and invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. Rather, he stands on the same level as a stupid baby boy lying on its back. An individual endowed with ten qualities is one whom I describe as being consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, and invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. With regard to that point, one should know that these are unskillful habits. I say, with regard to that point, one should know that this is the cause of unskillful habits. Here, unskillful habits cease without trace. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful habits, I say. With regard to that point, one should know that these are skillful habits. That is the cause of skillful habits. Here, skillful habits cease without trace. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful habits, I say. With regard to that point, one should know that these are unskillful resolves. That is the cause of unskillful resolves. Here, unskillful resolves cease without trace. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful resolves, I say. With regard to that point, one should know that these are skillful resolves. That is the cause of skillful resolves. Here, skillful resolves cease without trace. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful resolves, I say. Now, what are unskillful habits? Unskillful bodily actions, unskillful verbal actions, evil means of livelihood. These are called unskillful habits. What is the cause of unskillful habits? Their cause is stated, and they are said to be mind-caused. Which mind? For the mind has many modes and permutations. Any mind with passion, aversion, or delusion, that is the cause of unskillful habits. Now where do unskillful habits cease without trace? Their cessation has been stated. There is the case where a monk abandons wrong bodily conduct and develops right bodily conduct. 
abandons wrong verbal conduct and develops right verbal conduct, abandons wrong livelihood and maintains his life with right livelihood. This is where unskillful habits cease without trace. And what sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful habits? There is the case where a monk generates desire, endeavors, arouses persistence, upholds and exerts his intent for the sake of the non-arising of evil, unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen. For the sake of abandoning of evil, unskillful qualities that have arisen. For the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen. And for the maintenance, non-confusion, increase, plenitude, development, and culmination of skillful qualities that have arisen. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful habits. And what are skillful habits? Skillful bodily actions, skillful verbal actions, purity of livelihood. These are called skillful habits. What is the cause of skillful habits? Their cause, too, has been stated, and they are said to be mind-caused. Which mind? For the mind has many modes and permutations. Any mind without passion, without aversion, without delusion, that is the cause of skillful habits. Now where do skillful habits cease without trace? Their cessation, too, has been stated. There is the case where a monk is virtuous, but not fashioned of virtue. He discerns, as it actually is, the awareness release and discernment release, where those skillful habits cease without trace. And what sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful habits. There is the case where a monk generates desire for the sake of the non-arising of evil, unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen, for the sake of abandoning of evil, unskillful qualities that have arisen, for the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen, and for the development and culmination of skillful qualities that have arisen. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful habits. And what are unskillful resolves? Being resolved on sensuality, on ill will, on harmfulness, these are called unskillful resolves. What is the cause of unskillful resolves? Their cause, too, has been stated, 
and they are said to be perception caused. Which perception? For perception has many modes and permutations. Any sensuality perception, ill will perception, or harmfulness perception. That is the cause of unskillful resolves. Now where do unskillful resolves cease without trace? Their cessation, too, has been stated. There is the case where a monk, quite withdrawn from sensuality, withdrawn from unskillful mental qualities, enters and remains in the first jahana, rapture and pleasure born from withdrawal, accompanied by directed thought and evaluation. This is where unskillful resolves cease without trace. And what sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful resolves? There is the case where a monk generates desire for the sake of the non-arising of evil, unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen, for the sake of the abandoning of evil, unskillful qualities that have arisen, for the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen, and for the development and culmination of skillful qualities that have arisen. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of unskillful resolves. And what are skillful resolves? Being resolved on renunciation, freedom from sensuality, on non-ill will, on harmlessness. These are called skillful resolves. What is the cause of skillful resolves? Their cause, too, has been stated, and they are said to be perception-caused. Which perception? For perception has many modes and permutations. Any renunciation perception, non-ill-will perception, or harmlessness perception, that is the cause of skillful resolves. Now, where do skillful resolves cease without trace? Their cessation, too, has been stated. There is the case where a monk, with the stilling of directed thoughts and evaluations, enters and remains in the second jhana, rapture and pleasure born of composure, unification of awareness free from directed thought and evaluation, internal assurance. This is where skillful resolves cease without trace. And what sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful resolves? There is the case where a monk generates desire for the sake of the non-arising of evil, unskillful qualities that have not yet arisen, for the sake of the abandoning of evil, unskillful qualities that have arisen, for the sake of the arising of skillful qualities that have not yet arisen, and for the development and culmination 
of skillful qualities that have arisen. This sort of practice is the practice leading to the cessation of skillful resolves. Now, an individual endowed with which ten qualities is one whom I describe as being consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, an invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments, one endowed with the right view of one beyond training, the right resolve of one beyond training, the right speech of one beyond training, the right action of one beyond training, the right livelihood of one beyond training, the right effort of one beyond training, the right mindfulness of one beyond training, the right concentration of one beyond training, the right knowledge of one beyond training, the right release of one beyond training. An individual endowed with these ten qualities is one whom I describe as being consummate in what is skillful, foremost in what is skillful, and invincible contemplative attained to the highest attainments. This is what the Blessed One said. Gratified, Panchakanga, the carpenter, delighted in the Blessed One's words. End of Samana Mundika Suttang